Welcome to the end of rotation exam review. I'm Lenny C, PAS, and I'm going to give you three high yield case vignettes so that you can ace your ER exams. Hope that your clinical rotations have been treating you well, and you've been learning as much as you can. The past two rotations have been pretty busy for me, but I hope that in the coming weeks I'll be able to make a couple more podcasts. If these podcasts have been helpful to you, please drop me a line via Instagram at Lenny underscore C, and I'd love to hear about your thoughts and suggestions on how to make these episodes more valuable to you. Today, we'll be discussing all things related to the thyroid. Without further ado, your first question. A 38-year-old woman has developed a soft and quite firm thyroid mass that is approximately one centimeter in diameter by palpation. She does not have any hoarseness, difficulty breathing or swallowing, or symptoms of thyroid disease. She has no history of radiation, cancer, or familial history of thyroid disease either. You order a thyroid panel that includes TSH, free T3, and T4. What do you do next? A. Fine needle aspiration biopsy of the nodule. B. Observation to see if the nodule increases in size. C. Radioactive iodine uptake test, or RIU. D resection of the nodule, or E, soft tissue neck ultrasound. The correct answer is E, soft tissue neck ultrasound. With the information you have, the next best step is a soft tissue ultrasound of the neck to determine the nodule's size and characteristic. We prefer ultrasound over CT or MRI mainly because it doesn't have any radiation and is relatively simple to do while giving us enough information to determine future care. If the ultrasound results are suspicious for malignancy, then you would order an FNA or a fine needle aspiration biopsy. It would be incorrect to continue observing the mass because it's greater than one centimeter in diameter, so it must be evaluated. Radionuclide scanning would be indicated if the thyroid panel you ordered was abnormal, naming the TSH being low. On the scan, you'll either see areas of the thyroid light up with hyperactivity or cold spots with minimal thyroid function. But it doesn't really help us rule out or rule in malignancy, which is the biggest question in this case. If there is malignancy, then surgical resection is required, but at this point it's too invasive. It may be an option once more information becomes available. Let's review. In a patient with the neck mass with the normal thyroid panel, you would be most concerned about malignancy, especially if the mass was greater than one centimeter in diameter. The next best step would be to order an ultrasound of the soft tissue of the neck. Question number two. You've been treating a 35-year-old female patient for thyroid disease, and she comes back to you for a yearly exam. Her medications are significant for 100 micrograms of levothyroxine once daily. Blood pressure is 124 over 84. Pulse is 72 beats per minute. Respirations are 13, and she's afebrile. Her physical exam is normal, and since you're a PA who's on top of your game, you've already had her come a week ago to draw her yearly physical labs that include a thyroid panel, and you discuss the following results with her. Her TSH level is 11.5, normally from 0.4 to 5.0. What is your next step in treatment? A. Draw a free T3 and T4. B. Decrease levothyroxine to 88 micrograms daily and recheck her TSH in 4 to 6 weeks to adjust if necessary. C. Increase her levothyroxine to 112 micrograms daily and recheck her TSH in 4-6 to six weeks to adjust if necessary. Or D. Since she's asymptomatic, 
no adjustment to levothyroxine is necessary. You would recheck levels in six months. The correct answer is C, which is increase your levothyroxine to 112 micrograms daily. So the biggest point here is to understand what a high TH level means. Is it hyperthyroidism or is it hypothyroidism? Remember that thyroid stimulating hormone is one of five hormones produced by the anterior pituitary and TSH stimulates the thyroid to produce T4 and T3 and TSH increases when free T4 and free T3 is low and vice versa and TSH decreases when free T3 and T4 is high. The fancy terminology for this mechanism is reverse feedback. In this case, the patient's TSH is high, which suggests that her free T4, T3 is low, and that she has hypothyroidism, which makes sense that the anterior pituitary is trying to stimulate the thyroid to produce more T3, T4. Therefore, she should have her dose of levothyroxine adjusted upwards. Once any thyroid medication is changed, it's indicated to recheck thyroid levels in about four to six weeks because levothyroxine takes about that much time to reach a steady state in the body. Let's review. The hypothalamic pituitary thyroid axis operates on a reverse feedback mechanism, which means that when the TSH is high, the patient is likely hypothyroid, and we would want to increase her levothyroxine dose. Last but not least, question number three. A 24-year-old woman presents to your office with symptoms of heart palpitations, sore neck, and excessive sweating when other people say it's cold. She has no significant history of surgery or medical conditions and is not on any medications. In the office, her blood pressure is 134 over 72, pulse is 110 beats per minute, respirations is 18 per minute, and temperature is 101 Fahrenheit, orally. Upon exam, her thyroid is mildly enlarged without nodules and is severely tender. Ryu is depressed. No local erythema or heat is noted. What is most likely diagnosis in this patient? Is it A, thyroid abscess? B, papillary thyroid cancer? C, Hashimoto's thyroiditis? D, Graves disease? Or E, subacute thyroiditis? The correct answer is E. Subacute thyroiditis. There are multiple etiologies for hyperthyroidism, and, this, and in this instance, a fever, a sore neck, a severely tender thyroid, and a depressed Ryu scan is clinically significant for subacute thyroiditis. Subacute thyroiditis is thought to be caused by a viral infection or post-viral inflammatory process, and it's usually treated conservatively with pain management and steroids. Usually the symptoms of hyperthyroidism will resolve on its own, but sometimes it can leave the patient temporarily hypothyroid, which you would treat with Synthroid for six to eight weeks and then recheck a thyroid panel. A thyroid abscess is more correlated with a worsening picture of anterior neck pain, red and tender swelling, and associated fevers and chills. Clinically, it's hard to differentiate from subacute thyroiditis, but if your patient is deteriorating, get a blood work to rule out bacterial infection uh, that would be a good idea. Papillary thyroid cancer is the most common and least aggressive of all thyroid cancers. It usually presents with a single nodule that can become multifocal. Your patient will have some type of history of radiation to the head or to the neck, and on Ryu scan, it shows up as cold, cold nodules. If you feel, if you feel a thyroid nodule, the best next step 
would be to get an ultrasound or FNA, um, fine needle aspiration, to have a histological confirmation that it is a cancer. Hashimoto's thyroiditis, or autoimmune thyroiditis, is the most common thyroid disorder in the United States. It's caused by an inflammatory autoimmune destruction of the thyroid gland and leaves a patient with hypothyroidism. You would then treat their low T3, T4 with Synthroid. Graves' disease is a hyperthyroidism that is caused by excessive production of T3, T4, and growth of the gland. Most commonly, you'll see exothalamus, which is the bulging of the eyes, fever, palpitations, tachycardia. And Ryu scan will show a hyperactive thyroid, so the entire thing will light up. First-line treatment of their high T3 or T4 is methimazole, or PTU. Let's review. Subacute thyroiditis is the inflammation of the thyroid. It's usually from a recent viral infection that causes anterior neck pain and hyperthyroidism. Those symptoms will usually resolve on its own, but if the patient is temporarily hyperthyroid, you can treat with Synthroid for six to eight weeks. To wrap things up, I'd like to leave you with a few tips. When interviewing your patient, remember to ask if they've had any recent fatigue or irritability, recent weight gain or weight loss, dry, coarse skin and hair, or sweaty skin, intolerance to hot or cold, sleep disturbances, or enlarged thyroid glands. Next, check to see if they're recently on any thyroid medication that could explain their symptoms, like if they're not at a therapeutic level for their thyroid medication. On physical exam, do a good thyroid exam by oscillating for bruits and palpating for nodules, and also inspect their skin and hair for any additional clues. And finally, apply the information that we've covered over this episode to best help your patient. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening to the end of rotation exam review. As always, please let me know if you'd like me to cover a topic or have any suggestions. Now, keep persevering at your rotation. And remember, your patients are depending on you to make a difference in their lives. (laughs) 